0: the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Dr. Angela Mulrooney. Dr. Angela, thank you so much for joining us. You are found on the web at unleashinginfluence.com of which you are the CEO. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Angela.
1: It's my absolute pleasure.
0: Yes. Give us an overview. What do you do? The impact that you have in the world?
1: So what I do now is I help people to develop their personal brands on LinkedIn through creating amazing content, through understanding their archetype, and really helping them to get out of their own way so they can change the world with what they know.
0: Yeah. Why LinkedIn? Why do you like LinkedIn?
1: Because the people that I work with are all high-level professionals and high-level entrepreneurs who go after high-level professionals. So that's where they play day-to-day when it comes to social media, and that's where they're seeking information.
0: Yeah. Tell me about um, like how folks consume information on LinkedIn, say, versus like a, an Instagram or Facebook. So if I'm going to be spending time on LinkedIn, what am I doing and what am I looking for?
1: Typically, people are on there beyond trying to look for a job. What they're looking for is, you know, quick in and outs of information that they can help their career with. They can take and apply to their own business. And they're also looking to develop a network out of people that either can refer them business or become clients. So it's a very different consumption habit versus like flipping through stories on Facebook or Instagram, where you're just kind of letting yourself brainlessly move through things. It's very much an intellectual platform full of really highly intelligent people who are looking to help themselves to advance themselves as a professional.
0: Yeah. So um, are you uh, focused upon the LinkedIn, well, so maybe and or both, right? So not either or or both. Um, so obviously, there's a lot of work that I think most people could be doing on their LinkedIn profile itself. Like I think most people are probably maybe about leveraging about thirty to forty percent of what LinkedIn allows you to do. That's kind of my first thought. I'd love to have you opine on. Um, well, let's talk about let's talk about LinkedIn profiles first, and then then we'll get to activity and content.
1: So most people's LinkedIn profiles, I would say they've got maybe 25% of it filled out. Oh, I
0: was being generous.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're you're totally being generous. And most people still treat it like a resume. They don't treat it as a way to actually get their personal brand out there. So they think it has to be all the technical knowledge that they have. It has to be what job they work for. And there's so much color and personality that you can actually bring to your profile so that people get a sense of who you are by looking at that before they even start consuming your content.
0: Yeah. And so what would be some things that you would say, oh, here's a here's a couple of easy wins here. Do this, do this when it comes to profiles.
1: Yeah. So take your about section and tell your story. What I see most people do is I was in this position for this amount of time. I did this technical work and this is the technical, technical title that I got from that. Well, that doesn't really tell me anything about you. That makes you sound like one of a million people doing the exact same thing. So when you can actually drag me down the rabbit hole of your personal story, as it relates to your profession, that's where you really get people's attention. Mm. All that technical stuff, throw that further down in the experience section. That's what that's for. But that about section is meant to tell your story. And if you tell it well, people will read the whole thing. And then they're going to dig deeper into your profile if you have more things for them to dig into.
0: Hmm. Yeah. All right. Good. So yes. Uh. Uh. By the way, I think one good thing you could probably do is when you're on LinkedIn, just do a search for Dr. Angela Mulrooney and look at Dr. Angela's profile, and I think you'll see some pretty good best practices. Uh. But one thing they'll also see, Dr. Angela, is you're quite active in terms of uh your engagement uh, in, in, on LinkedIn and, you know, how you're engaging with other people and then your content, um, what you're doing there, would you mind maybe just kind of sharing philosophically, here's kind of really what you should be doing when it comes to LinkedIn.
1: So for someone to be active on LinkedIn doesn't mean you're posting five, 10 times a day, honestly, two to three times a week is what the algorithm really prefers. It wants high quality content, not a whole bunch of quality uh, quantity of content that isn't relevant to the people on there um and interestingly inter- linkedin introduced stories and they lasted i think about six months and then they decided to take it off because that wow. is not how people consume on that platform yeah. they want good information and so they went back to the basics and actually right now there's a huge preference for written content even over video content in the way that they push it out. So they're getting back to that. You know, they want thought leaders. They want that intellectual content that is going to help people, not just um, entertain people.
0: Yeah. Um, And then how do you work with people? So someone, it's someone, what's the pain point that they're coming to you and saying, Dr. Angela, you got to help me.
1: So there's usually two types of clients. The first one is the one who has lived the professional realm and you know they got sidelined by the pandemic. They realized brick and mortar exposed them to dangers that they didn't even realize existed. And so they want to pivot into a pathway that they never have to worry about politics or government or another disease happening that's going to affect their business. So they want to develop more of that online presence, become an educator, become able to work with their clients and potentially do what I did, which is move to a different country and be able to be a digital nomad with no boundaries as to where they live. The second kind comes to me when they're working with for, some, for another company, high-level VPs, um, C-suite individuals who... Yes, they're completely dedicated to that company, but they also know in a few years, they're probably going to be looking for a different position. And so they don't want to build out their content solely based on the company that they're in. They want to develop that thought leadership for themselves so that they can take that with them. They can attract headhunters to come and approach them so that they can get to the next move without losing any of that credibility. Because if it's 100% focused on their company, then when they leave, that stuff isn't so relevant anymore. So they want to develop their own voice so that they can take that into the future with them.
0: Mm. Um. So if you were to look into your crystal ball in the world of LinkedIn um, and you were trying to predict, well, listen, if I were to be thinking about, you know, maybe future proofing my activity or, uh, you know, meeting my objectives, um, you know, f- making great connections that are going to lead to great business. I would probably be doing a lot more of this and a lot less of that. What's this and that? So
1: what I would do a lot more of is develop your own thought leadership. So think about how you think about the information that you deal with on a day-to-day basis and how can you share that with the world? And it's not about narcissistically presenting your knowledge. It's about taking that knowledge and helping others to help themselves. And for a lot of people, when they think of it that way, instead of, you know, They see other people present narcissistic content and they go, oh, I don't want to do that. But if you think of it from that, helping um, your existing clients, your future clients, your potential clients who are scouting for the kind of work that you can offer, that's the best thing you can be doing. What I don't suggest you do is create content that is hyper focused on you. So if you're talking about, I do this, I do that, la, 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 and it's braggy, or all you do is fill your feed with awards. That doesn't tell people anything about you. It doesn't help the world. All it does is make it look like you are very you-centric. And that's not very attractive to most people. People are on there to learn. They're on there to help themselves. So give them some tools that they can help themselves with and give them the best stuff you've got. Don't dangle the carrot and be like, oh, I'm going to give you a little bit and then you're never going to be able to figure it out on your own. Give them stuff that is actually relevant, that is practical, that they can take and run with.
0: Yeah. Very, very like tactical takeaway. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, and so for people who are like, okay, well, I mean, I having these, this social media engagement here, but no one's doing anything from that. Then what, like, how do we take the relationship off LinkedIn without, you know, doing the old sliding into DMS and why do I have a, DM? you know, the just the normal stuff, which makes me dread my LinkedIn DMS. Correct. So
1: yes, people tend to like hit people over the head with a pitch when they first approach them with their message. And that doesn't make anyone feel good unless you have this perfect message that hit the right person at the right time. But that is very few and far between. So you want to have the two things happening. You want to have good content that people engage with. They can dynamically see what you're about and start to understand how you contribute to the world. But you also want to have the ability to connect with people in those DMs but connect with the people. Don't just hit them with how you believe you can help them when you know nothing about them. Start a conversation like you would start a conversation when you meet them in person. Ask them how everything is going. You would be shocked at how many people will answer it with quite an in-depth reply as to what's going on in their world. And sometimes they, they don't, and you ask another question, and then they open up. But you need to date before you get married. And when you're trying to pitch, you're really just trying to marry everyone and assume that they're going to be your perfect client, even though you know nothing about them. You just found a keyword that seemed like they could be potentially a good client. And then you rushed to the end point and you need to actually spend that time developing relationships.
0: What about the argument that some people will say, just like, you know, because if someone, if there's not enough familiarity and they just send me a cold DM, that's like, how are you doing today? I mean, like, I don't have time to... (laughs) It's just, I don't know. It's like, it's weird to me. I mean, but then again, I know different people, you know, maybe that works spectacularly well uh, mm-hmm. for most other people. But to me, it's like, if I don't know who they are, it's like, I don't have time to just chat with strangers. But I don't know. That's kind of where my brain is because I'm also, you know, worried uh, that it's just going to turn into, I don't know. Like, I'm like, what's, I'm, I'm asking myself, what's the point, you know, when, when, when someone engages, not that I don't like people, I just have to be insanely protective of my time and attention. Well,
1: you want to give them context to why you're even reaching out. Yeah. So, you know, if you are someone who works with fellow marketers, then you give that context while you're asking them how everything's going. Right. So some people go out there and they just, they want to try to build this old fashioned thing of having a popularity contest, trying to get to those high number of followers in a very short amount of time. But LinkedIn has actually tried to cage that Mm -hmm. by limiting how many people you can actually reach out to connect with, whether you send them a message or not. And so the platform actually wants us to, again, go after quality versus quantity. So you only get so many messages now that you can send out. It went from 3,000 to 400 per month. Yeah which is a big, like holding the reins on us. So you want to be very calculated and start those conversations with those ideal people. So you want to do a bit of research into them. And, you know, some people will go in and they'll start liking your stuff or they'll be like, Oh, I saw you got this award and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Ooh, that still feels a little bit inauthentic. So it's better to just be honest and be like, you know what? I saw you worked at this company, I used to work for that company as well. And this is what I do now. And I'm kind of curious what your path has been. So find something that is authentic to why you're connecting with them, not just spamming people. Because how, hey, how's everything going to someone who isn't relevant to your work, or uh, you being relevant to their work is just as bad as throwing a pitch their way.
0: Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, so, um, um, when you, like, what is it, like, if someone says, okay, cool, I, w- I want to work with you, um, what do you end up doing with them over 30, 60, 90 days?
1: So, when I, most people I work with, I do do the full 90-day program. So, mm-hmm. when we start, we dive into their brand archetype, which is really laying the foundation of how they interact in the world Um, the different dimensions that they represent. And then we take that and we thread that through their content. We thread that through their sales conversations. We thread that through how they appear on podcasts and from the stage. And really, once they have their brand archetype done, it puts them in a different level of understanding and acceptance of themselves. Once they accept themselves, then it's easy to get them moving forward and putting content out there. But if there's any uncertainty as to you know whether they're good enough or whether they're smart enough or whether they even have something that could possibly contribute to the world, they're not going to want to get on camera and talk about what they do. So that's the first part. And then we start developing camera skills. So how do, how do you actually captivate your audience when you're just in front of a video camera? This is like the black hole that when you sit a professional in front of it, they go, I don't know what to say. All these little gremlins start coming out and they start getting Mm -hmm. in their head that they really shouldn't be doing what they're doing. So we work on those camera skills. We develop out scripts. We develop out a through line for everything that they're doing. And those three big topics that they are masterful at and nothing more than that. We don't want to go broader than that because. More than that, just makes you confusing to marketplace. So we we create content and they have an education in how to captivate their audience, no matter what the medium is that they're using.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so Dr. Angela, where do most of your clients come from? I would imagine, do you eat your own dog food?
1: <laughs> yeah, 100% of my clients come from LinkedIn. They yeah, do.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: I had spent other time, I had spent time on Facebook and Instagram and I eventually reached a point where I'm like, all of my clients come from LinkedIn. So why would I spend time over here when I could take that time and put it towards what I know works hundred percent of the time?
0: I find that, you know, those other platforms like Facebook and Instagram, if you just want to stay busy, okay. Um, But I find that the quality is, there is quite a disparity between I'd say just the level of folks that are engaging regularly on LinkedIn versus the ones that are, you know, participating in Buzzfeed polls on uh, Facebook. Like when I'm on Facebook, I'm usually like, I don't know, unless it's a part of a group where it's some kind of nichey thing that you know that I'm really into. I don't, I don't do a lot of business on Facebook. I kind of go there to, you know, just kind of keep up with what's going on with my family and friends and. And exactly. even, like, it's it's almost to the point on Facebook where I just, you know, if it's just people just talking nonstop business and low-key promoting nonstop, I'm like, oh, I don't have time for it.
1: Yeah. And I think that's the way that original users used Facebook. It was yeah. really that family connection, friends connection. Yeah. so. I get DM'd on Facebook too with with business stuff and I'm like this is not where you should be approaching me on this this is, this is my personal life over here. Yeah. So for my generation and the other people who who were original users, we don't see Facebook that way, so it feels really weird to us as well whereas LinkedIn we know this is a business platform. This is why we're here, so it makes sense to actually look at it from that perspective.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're at like a Christmas party and it's just like friends in the neighborhood, like for you to start like blah, 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 but you're, you know, okay, you're selling hardcore at the Christmas party. You're kind of a weirdie. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I say that with all the love in my heart. Um, well, this is great. Okay. So Dr. Angela, where do people, like, what would you recommend if they go to your website, unleashinginfluence.com? Like, how would they engage with you? What would be would you recommend the next step be?
1: So I would go to the contact page and set up a, a chat with me so that we can look at what you're doing, what you need help with, and um, you can use that 30 minutes for whatever you want. So if you just want to pick my brains about what you should be doing better, we can do that. If you want to look at opportunities to work together, we can do that. Um, there's another amazing tool on there too, which is the brand archetype quiz, which is on the homepage. And you can take that. It'll help you to discover what your main archetype is, which will start giving you that understanding of how you show up in the world, how you operate, which will start building that foundation for what you want to do with your personal brand.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. All right. Very cool. And again, that is all at unleashinginfluence.com. Dr. Angela Mulroney, thank you so much for joining us.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Josh.
0: Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over a hundred and twenty thousand that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com/guest.